Okay. Now it's recording? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Take two. Um, good morning, good afternoon, um, wherever it is you're watching from. Welcome to the Peasant Party Podcast. Woo! Woo! Um, yeah, coming to you live from uh, Pouch Stick Studios in Austin, Texas, and here to my left is my friend Owen Moore, who will be my guest today. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me, Charlotte. My name's Owen Moore. I live out in Arlington, Virginia, and I currently run my own uh, dating TikTok page, Dating with Owen. So just talking a lot of single life, my dislike of the dating apps, and just really wanting to see better for people across the dating marketplace, as some might say. Awesome. Um, and when did you start making dating content? I would say hmm, probably summer 2021 really heading into the fall mm -hmm. just was really bored one day and was like why not give it a shot and it really just took off from there awesome love to hear it and yeah i know you talk a lot about um what dating is like um in the dmv area or washington dc yep. um do you want to give like a rundown of what's that what that's like because i've heard <laughs> it's very unique dating in that city yeah um it's definitely you know really unique it's definitely a survival of the fittest as some might call it because it's a really career driven city people are really driven and go-getters so you'll hear of the people who are essentially going on dating apps to like network or if a relationship ends they'll be like hey i know things didn't work out but i've been looking at roles in your company like what's up what can we do so it's definitely quite the experience and it's really transient so a lot of people are coming and going and just really afraid to commit because they work all the time that makes sense do you ever have people where they're they have like a classified job or like they have an elusive job they can't talk about oh ab absolutely um I, i've definitely you know gone out on dates with people who work in like skips or work in facilities where they cannot carry their phone not even an apple watch for eight to ten hours a day so it's kind of hard to plan things spontaneously if you can't really communicate so damn it's Dude, interesting i want yeah i wonder if i wonder if those people get accused of like ghosting ever or anything like that or if it's affected their dating life in that way um, I mean, I guess it probably could inf impact it depending on like communication styles. You know, some mm -hmm. people like the more constant communication and feedback. But if people are really kind of upfront, like, hey, this is my situation, I'm sure most people would probably like understand. That makes and they're sense. not going going to be gone for like 24 hours a day. So. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, like I feel like Austin is like, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't, you don't really see like people in like the classified type type jobs. Um, yeah. But definitely, you see some, um, you know, a lot of tech, um, a lot of like creatives or people who, um, you know, have you know kind of a creative side gig, whether mm -hmm. they're like in a band, they have a podcast. See a lot of that here, um, with like South by Southwest and all the events and whatnot. Oh yeah, I can only imagine like everybody here is working for like a tech company or like a startup, and in DC, it's a lot different. So it's mm -hmm. definitely an interesting change of pace. Yeah. Um, so you've been committing a crime while you've been here what is that a little something called hood fishing hood fishing that's when you head on the dating apps um for a city you don't live in and you go in and, and, and swipe i do think the the line for hood fishing is you don't really reveal where you live because you know people might not yeah be into it but how, how has how has that gone like how how has the response been have you had to like put update your profile at all to show that you're uh visiting i mean um initially i had just got on board and i was like you know what let me change it like let me see what it's kind of like like in austin like mm -hmm. let me just try it like on hinge and i was really upfront and really honest with people mm -hmm. once we had matched but you know i thought to myself that's not really fair to them mm -hmm. because they're agreeing to the match on the premise that they're probably expecting me to mm -hmm. be local so i put that in my bio so now mm -hmm. people are able to see 
hey, I'm only in town for like a week. I'm here for a couple of days. And then from there, you know, they can make that decision because ultimately, like, it's fair to them to not waste their time to be upfront and be honest and allow them to make that decision for themselves and go from there. Totally. Um, and would you give that advice to, you know, any guy who comes to another city, whether it's for work or bachelor party maybe they want to they're there an extra day want to meet women like what would what would you tell them to do or um, would it be something in their bio a prompt something like that uh yeah i mean it, it definitely might like impact the maybe volume let's mm-hmm. say of matches but ultimately depending on what you're looking for you're better off being honest and upfront because more people probably will be in agreement with that as well mm-hmm. and if you kind of have to like lie or kind of like go through a ruse in order to get that match it's probably not like the type of partner they would probably even want in the first place Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like yeah put it in your bio like hey visiting for x amount of days or whatever or just be very upfront be honest from the beginning and just play your luck totally um and what have you noticed any differences between like the aesthetic or types of women you're seeing here versus like dc yeah um there's definitely a a much larger latin american influence especially Mm -hmm. here for sure i mean i get it it's texas so Mm -hmm. in dc you're usually getting you know brown hair like blonde hair Mm -hmm. white women black women i mean there's definitely some cultural diversity for sure Mm -hmm. but seeing like an like an extreme amount of like latin american women compared to like in dc it's definitely been like a change of pace for sure i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) where'd you come from yeah no totally um and definitely i know there's a lot of um like prompts too that um reflect um like interest in like tex-mex food like what i order for like what i order for the table seems to be on everybody's hinge um like hinge prompt list and it's always chips and guac queso tequila stuff yeah. like that i've definitely uh, i've definitely noticed that for sure um i've had people hit me up it's kind of like in dc like where you go to brunch might be like the barometer for mm-hmm. how people like kind of judge you or like what do you do mm-hmm. but i've had people ask me oh where do you go to, like to get tacos and then i have to be like well i don't live here so nowhere and they're like oh well i'll show you around and i'm like all right let's do it nice so. nice um, and when, when you're in D.C., do you ever like do you ever come across kind of the reverse situation, like women who are who are visiting um, mm. and list that within their profile? Does, does that have any effect on whether or not you swipe on them? I, I actually, believe it or not, on Hinge, I've had it happen maybe three or four times, especially people because, you know, there's a lot of like nonprofits, NGOs, mm. um, obviously, you know, federal workers who are federal workers who are coming from like all over. Mm. If they have to, you know, do a case or whatever in D.C., they'll like, you know, swipe. And I've had matches with people, and they'll, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm actually leaving town tomorrow. And I'm like, dog, like, tell people from the beginning, which is what I was essentially, you know, advocating mm-hmm. for. And I've had a lot of it, though, more on Bumble. Yeah. Because people can do the travel mode or something, and they'll be like, travel mode in D.C., and then you look at the location, and it'll be like, Texas or some shit. Or like, what are we doing? Yeah. I feel like it's a little more acceptable on, like, Tinder, Bumble, because it, like, goes through the um, the geo-mapping versus Hinge. Yeah. It's kind of, like, intentional where it almost you it almost implies that you live there, which can be kind of, like, I don't know, kind of annoying, I think. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Like, I know on Hinge you can, like, move down the um, little, like, toggle arrow thing and, like, mm-hmm. just keep scrolling. And then you can, like, really put it to an exact location and it'll be, like, Owen, um, East Austin or mm-hmm. whatever. And then that's it like there's no like inclination to give anybody the awareness that owen does not actually live in east austin but mm-hmm. at least bumble kind of gives you like an idea mm-hmm. totally um, and i know um yeah we're talking we're talking about dating apps but i know um you've oh, definitely yeah. had a memo um just throughout your content about maybe some some disdain for dating apps i think oh, yeah. they're kind of a i think a lot of people describe them as a necessary evil in a way like there's no one that's just like i love the dating apps but um yeah i wanted to kind of ask a little bit more about that um 
you know, if you've had periods of time where you've deleted the dating apps or made them less of a priority, um, like what are ways that you've kind of gone out in the world and, and met people um, or what would you recommend to, you know, other people like millennials, men, women, you know, hoping to you know move away from the dating apps to meet people? Yeah, um, I, I've definitely had, you know, those, those periods in my life where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sick and tired of it. It's kind of like rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. You're doing the same thing over and over again. So I've definitely had the periods where I've, like, deleted them or really just de-emphasized them and kind of, like, influ- and really wanted to emphasize, like, dating in the wild or mm-hmm. just letting things happen naturally as they unfold, like, wherever you are. And I understand, like, dating apps are, like, a necessary evil, as you mentioned, in today's world and they allow you to have, I guess, more variety and more mm-hmm. options than ever before. So, like, I get it, but I feel like a lot of times people look at the dating apps as, like, a game they're trying to win. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, let me get as many matches, as many, you know, connections, as many messages. And it's kind of like I get to, like, have dealer's choice from there. But that's when, like, stuff like the paradox of choice, like, kicks in. I could not agree more. Um, so let's say it's, like, a, say it's a Saturday afternoon um, and yeah. you want to go – you want to – Go out in the world and, and meet people. Um, you know, maybe, maybe get get somebody's number. Like, have a fun time. What does that Saturday look like? Who do you wrangle together? Where do you go? Do you have a kind of a, a, a I don't want to say strategy, but you know, a move that you like to do or anything like that. Um, in terms of like finding like a date to go out on like a Saturday night. Um, yeah, or or when like going out on a, on a Saturday. Um, you know, trying to meet people, meet new people while you're out and about. Um, what's kind of the, what do you think is like the best way to do that? Uh, honestly, I, I think the best way to do that is really, you know, getting on the apps, kind of like messaging people. Hey, mm-hmm. like, what are you up to? Obviously, assuming you had some type of communication like prior to, uh-huh. because if you haven't like met somebody or if you only exchanged two messages and they're like, hey, what you doing? And I come out, they might be a little mm-hmm. bit like, well, like, let me go through like the vetting process like first. And then I guess maybe they'll feel more comfortable down the line. But ultimately, if you have that rapport, just reach out to people, give it a shot and just mm-hmm. see what happens. You know, the only way you'll find out is if you try and if they say no know respect it and just move on that makes sense yeah i've always i've always thought the um you know saying rather than do you want to go to this thing with me having the message of hey i'll be out here with some friends yeah um if you want to come by bring bring some girlfriends or something like that like i've always found that like it doesn't feel creepy it always feels like you know the guy has a life outside of outside of you like he's not desperate or anything it's just like oh yeah come come swing by and um i've seen i've definitely seen um situations like work out like that um where a friend says oh i want to go let's go over and meet this guy he's at the bar next door and then you pop over he's got a group of friends and it's like a fun experience yeah definitely a win-win for everybody a a lot of it is really kind of like how the delivery goes Mm -hmm. and how you kind of like present the idea but most people i guess if it's not like too aggressive or anything like that might be cool with it totally um yeah i guess to pivot the next point do you have a dating hot take right now that you would like to um you'd like to chat through anything like your followers have asked about or a theme that keeps coming up that's kind of grinding your gears anything like that yeah um, i definitely think that one of i guess my biggest or hottest like dating takes today is um you know with these like facebook groups like are we dating the same dude or is that my boyfriend or whatever the hell they're called and i guess some guys are kind of like hitting back with the revenge groups like are we dating the same girl and vice versa Uh oh. i kind of think those groups are kind of part of the reason why like a lot of people are so jaded by Mm -hmm. dating today and it's essentially kind of like poison to the brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I think these ideas and these groups started off like really, really well, like mm-hmm. meaning because, you know, women want to be safe and women want to be protected. They don't want to be going out serial uh, rapists and murderers and things of that nature. But a lot of it has turned into kind of like the girls room or like the inside of the um, locker room. I mean, the inside of like the bathroom stall, like in the middle school, like, you know, burn book type thing. And now like guys are doing it. 
but it's not even like oh to protect people from abusive women it's more like oh well like let's throw dirt on her name because they're throwing dirt on our name in the group and it's just like fired fighting fire like it, it doesn't really work oh i hate I, I hate the gen there's like some in dating discussions now it's just like there's this big gender war all of a sudden like just you and you probably know like if, as you make content there's all of the um you know like men have it harder women have it harder no the women are the evil ones the men are yeah. the evil ones and it is it's ridiculous i think it, it's it's pretty exhausting just um it, i know you try to you make really positive content i try to do the same and just every now and then just someone comes out of left field and oh, yeah. turns it into a gendered issue it is the absolute worst every yeah i know for sure i definitely try to keep it as middle middle of the pack or middle mm -hmm. of the road as i possibly can and exclusively i do try to avoid using like gender terms and mm -hmm. just speak in general but of course obviously as a man like most people are going to you know curtail mm -hmm. my content as mm -hmm. men speaking on women vice versa whatever and there's always like one person, yeah. And then she used all like uses all your money, or they call it like a simping and things mm. of that nature. And it's kind of like you can treat somebody well and treat people cool, be cool with them, and not be like a simp. And you can also like understand that like are all women gold diggers? Absolutely, fuck not. Mm. Are all dudes abusive, misogynist who who hate women and, and want them to essentially be their slaves? Absolutely not. There's definitely, you know, middle ground and nuance in every situation and, you know, all men aren't bad, all women aren't bad and the us versus them rhetoric really just doesn't do good for anybody and it's just not helpful. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I feel like with those two, it's like the, the crazies speak the loudest. Like, as you probably know, like, oh, yeah. as you go through TikTok, social media, what gets the likes, what gets the shares, it's the crazy stories. Absolutely. Um, you know, just being someone who sees, like, dating content, like, as I swipe through, like, I'll see, you know, a girl doing a get ready with me for a date, and it has 20 likes, like, oh, hey, here's my outfit, I'm so excited for my date, wholesome, Absolutely. nice girl, and then I swipe again, and it's the story about the the cheese girl, if you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, the, the burger the, one, yeah. The burger, oh my gosh, that girl, yeah, like, so it's like, those are the ones that blow up, and then of course it's like, look at all this bad behavior, and then someone with an agenda will stitch it and say, look at what all the women are doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's you know good, wholesome people that are you know enjoying their dating life, going through it kindly, who, you know, on, by TikTok terms, it's a, it's a boring content piece. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy how like social media just blows that up and it amplifies the strangest voices. Yeah, a lot of it too is like almost like a buffet for like the confirmation bias like folks out there because like you said, they'll like sc scroll past or swipe past all the positive or maybe less controversial or even boring content. Mm -hmm. And the minute they see like a woman, a woman taking advantage of like a man, allegedly, or vice versa, they're like, pow, this is the issue. This is why dating sucks today. Like, let's gang up and, all, and let's, you know, get them and vice versa. And it's kind of like you literally ignored like nine other videos that were like completely contrary to that but okay yeah totally and i feel like there's clout to be gained from sharing the crazy stories so i first i wonder how many of these like crazy dating stories are real um and then yeah. second of all like yeah that's a yeah it's there's there's clout to be gained from telling a, a crazy story like if you do you recall like the west elm caleb incident when that happened 100 percent. yeah like the girl who was the spearheader of it i don't know what i don't even know what to call her the ringleader i guess the ringleader of west elm caleb <laughs> the captain was able to use that to basically make influencing her full-time job like she she does not have a she, her job now is full-time influencing because of that west elm caleb incident and so of course like people might see that and think hmm like maybe we could maybe we could yeah. make some stories here and i think there's probably some if you're either making up stories or there might be some self-sabotage like people going out there dating for content yeah um or you know, trying to 
self yeah basically self-sabotaging their own dating experience dating for the story um choosing people that might make a better story and then all of a sudden like you know it just yeah it causes a lot of kerfuffles in that way Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like clout is kind of like one of the like most poisonous and dangerous kind of drugs like oh inflicting our society today because people no longer want to do things because they make them make them makes them happy. Mm-hmm. They're more like, OK, like how can I kind of like monetize this or how can I kind of like capitalize on it and situations that might be a hey, I didn't really have a great time on the date. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to pursue this further. Like easy text message. Move on is now a five five minute video or three minute video airing out all the dirty laundry and of course in the comments it's like spill the tea spill the tea because people it's like the people don't truly don't even care about mm-hmm. what actually happened they're just looking for like their anarchy and like their entertainment essentially and people are like yes yes more and more and just around and around we go exactly um and that kind of brings me to something else i want to talk about um yeah enter- uh, dating dating stories being entertainment um oh yeah before I got yeah, of my of all my friends, um, I was probably definitely of my friends from home. Uh, the last I was for a while the last single person. Um, yeah, recently got into a relationship. But one thing that yeah. bugged me was how I felt like my dating life was used as entertainment. Absolutely. It was always would go home for Christmas. How like who are you dating? Can I see Tinder? Can I play Tinder? They would say, Can I play Tinder? And I'd be like, oh, I'm yeah. not even on Tinder. Um, do you like how do you feel about that? Like pe- um, people in relationships like kind of looking to single people for entertainment or kind of having kind of that feeling at all? Yeah, um, I kind of look at it at this point for a lot of like my friends who are in relationships, whenever they ask me questions or say things like that, I kind of just say, you know, dating is dating, like I'm still Mm -hmm. single and kind of like leave it at that because for them it's kind of like they almost like revel in like Mm -hmm. the stories about how like awful maybe some dates are, some dating platforms and things of that nature. And then they can go back home and be like, ah, thank God that's not me. And it's kind of like, well, it is me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my life isn't like, you know, content or fodder for you to tell like your other friends like, oh, like my one single friend told me. So now I, I just keep it close to the vest because ultimately like people just want like to make sure that at least it's not happening to them. So to them, they're kind of like, eh, shoulder shrug like, but like, no, like this is still like my life. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, have you ever been on the receiving end of a setup that you felt was not in your best interest from a friend? Like they got more more out of the setup from you in terms of like you know someone they set you up on a date with? Um, no, I've actually never been uh, set up by any really? friends, so I can't say so. Yeah, no, never. Oh no way! Because yeah, I, I I've had that experience where it's like you know friend has a boyfriend, and I get, I get where the where the sentiment is like friend has a significant other that she's crazy about. Um, he yeah. has a best friend that's single or something like that, and you know permanent double dates like you know if everything works out it's like you raise your kids next to each other um but i have been on some kind of awkward setup dates and and whatnot and um yeah like i just i don't know like definitely oh yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if it's like wait why like why is no one ever like referred me on a day like this like i don't know maybe i need to do some like stuff reflecting here but no i've never had it happen I've definitely played a uh, matchmaker uh-huh. for a couple of my other friends. Uh, mm-hmm. No one's been married yet, so I'm 0 for, I don't know, maybe 0 for 3, give mm-hmm. or take. But, you know, it's definitely fun to try to connect two people you think would um, really get along and just see how it goes. Totally. And of the people you matched, you, you um, kind of set up, how did you go about doing that? Like, who came to who first? Um, most of them have been, like, really spontaneous, like, mm-hmm. in terms of me, let's say, going out to happy hour with one friend and the other friend just happens to be there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll talk about, like, oh, like, being single kind of sucks or, like, dating's, like, rough X, Y, and Z. And then I'll be like, oh, like, how old are you, you know, get some, like, basic information. And then I'm kind of, like, filing in my head. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, 
I have somebody who great character, you know, great morals, everything, own job, clean, very tidy, things of that nature. Like, would you be interested? And they said, yeah. They'll usually say yes or, like, what do they look like? I show them the picture. And then from there, if they're interested, I say, all right, well, I'm going to ask him if he's okay with it and mm. send them, like, the information, have them, you know, con- con- uh, contact each other and see what happens. Nice. And what's usually, like, their first meeting? Is it, like, a date? Is it part, like, you go to the same party or something like that? or? Um, from the, in, the situations at least I've been involved in, they've been, um, coffee, mm-hmm. like breakfast dates, little getting like a little bagel and like a, you know, Starbucks or something. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, have you ever had a time where yeah, it was someone you were trying to set up and one person was interested and the other wasn't? Uh, no, actually I haven't yet. I mean, granted, like I said, I've only done this like two or three times. So uh-huh. my sample size is very small, mm-hmm. but no, I haven't had that happen yet, but I'm sure it'll happen at some point. It happens. Yeah. Like I've, I've been on one side of that and it's always interesting. Like, how do you break the news if you do it all? Like, how do you say it to a friend? You get kind of trapped in being the middleman and, and all of that. Yeah, it's definitely not easy ever. And sometimes, you know, you gotta be the bearer of the bad news, but you know, life goes on. Exactly. Um, Ooh, so I have I have a hotly debated topic I want to kind of go through with you. Whoa. Um, yeah, so, and I feel like this is just one that people kind of are going back and forth on. Um, so, okay. you know, a heterosexual couple or two, man, woman are going on a date. They're going on their first date. Yep. A lot of women like for the man to pay for the first date. It's oh, just, boy. Yeah, it's, I mean... Modern times, but um, a lot of a lot of a lot of women do prefer that. Absolutely. However, um, you know, a lot of women too. When the check comes, even though they prefer that the guy pay for the first date, they still like to offer to pay, or they or pay their half, or um, do what I would call the purse pump fake. They see their yeah. purse there, they start, start running right around through yeah. it. Um, even though they don't want to pay, and they would be turned off if not, it would be a deal breaker if the guy accepted the offer. Um, how do you how do you feel about that the purse pump fake move um do you think it is playing games to do that um do you think that do you prefer if a woman you know does do that do you like the gesture like what's your thoughts on that you know this is one of those like situations where it's kind of like what what i'm going to say might sound like contradictory in a way Mm -hmm. but like i don't know i feel like if there's a fellow people out there who agreed it might like make sense to them for me i'm not a fan of the purse pump fake Mm -hmm. to me it's kind of like you know you don't really intend to pay like what are Mm -hmm. you truly doing and if you're actually doing that to test somebody, it's mm. kind of like you are like playing games. Mm. And I do know for a fact, like I've been on dates where like the woman has actually insisted like, hey, like mm. I feel most comfortable paying for myself because I've been on situations maybe with other guys who would assume because they paid that they were obligated to actions or activities with me or they felt that like. I was using them if I didn't agree to a second date. So just to avoid any trouble or confusion, I'll pay for myself. And of course, you know, there's definitely situations where, oh, you know, women will offer to pay if they don't envision seeing that guy again. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? My conscience is clear. Like, I don't owe them anything, you know, clean cut, like keep moving. And Mm -hmm. of course, like you mentioned, the people who will offer to pay and see what they do. And then from there, it's kind of like, all right, well, they let me pay. So like now I'm not going on another date with them. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. come on now, like, let's be serious. Exactly. And I, I do think there's a lot of mixed messages out there for guys too. Like nowadays, like yeah. who, did, who did you get your dating advice from 20 years ago? Your older brother, like your friends. Um, now it's like you scroll through TikTok and you're all these messages of it. like, I want him to pay. No, I don't. If I say, if I get out my wallet, it means I want to pay because I don't like you. And so I could totally see how, it would cause confusion where it's like, oh, you know, does she really want to pay? Um, my personal hot take on this, and uh, you, because usually it's like, I get it, 
uh, my personal feelings on it, and it, this is probably just how I was raised, but yeah. um, when I was a little kid, you'd, you know, you'd go to the movies with your friends or something, or you'd go to you know, the water park, and the, the mom, the, their mom would drive you. And my mom would always say, here's 20 bucks to cover your admission to the water park, the movies, whatever, give this to so-and-so's mom. Yeah. And I would try to do that and you know, say, here's, here's my money. And the mom would always say, no, 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 sweetie, it's okay, like I've got it. Um, but my, and every time that would happen, my mom would say, they're probably not gonna take it, but I want you to offer. And yeah. of course, yeah, the friend's mom would always be like, but you're so sweet for offering. So at a young age, there was sort of that reward for offering, even though you didn't expect someone to take it. And so when I got, when I started like dating as I was older, I just felt like it made me seem like a, a spoiled brat to not at least offer, even though I didn't mean it. So the goal was never to yeah. play games. It was always just like sitting there while someone's getting the check. Like, you know, it, it would just, I would, I felt weird not doing it. Um, but I could totally see how it's like be, it's seen as like a game, a game and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely uh, see that. And I feel like for a lot of people, too, it's like the kind of the thought or like the offer, assuming mm -hmm. obviously it's genuine, that counts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a big believer. It's kind of like do not offer mm -hmm. <laughs> things that you're not like willing to do. So mm -hmm. it's like don't offer to pay if you're not actually intending to pay ever mm -hmm. because that's kind of like you're kind of like almost – it's like almost entrapment in a way mm -hmm. because you're like giving this person a situation, a scenario, and then when they, I guess, do whatever, then you're like, ah, got you. And it's kind of like come on now. And exactly. I'm a big believer, like, I will offer to pay. I don't hesitate to pay. I, I'm not even an issue. But a lot of people, like I've said, if they say, hey, I feel more comfortable paying or they insist on paying mm -hmm. things of that nature, I'm not going to sit here and, like, fight them. Like, no, you cannot pay. Like, mm -hmm. no, I mean, if they feel, more, feel most comfortable there, I pay either way. I don't anticipate any um, obligation on their behalf or anything of that nature and just move about my business because, like, I agreed to go on a date. So why not? Totally. Um, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I also think like if you offer to pay and they accept it, you don't get to say, oops, I didn't actually mean it. Like you do, you do, yeah. you, if they accept it, you pay. Um, but yeah, like I think some women like maybe have the feelings of like, oh, it means he didn't, he didn't actually like me. It's just, it's such a confusing song and dance that no, it's yeah. awkward to talk about like, cause it's someone you barely know and, and money and it's just interesting in that way. Yeah. I think that's part of, um, I guess the thing that plays into the whole, go on like cheap first date things especially mm -hmm. when you're just really trying to build that rapport and get to know somebody because mm -hmm. you know if you go on a dinner date with somebody and it's like 140 dollars and you don't even really know them that well and the date like goes horribly and then that just creates more conflict versus like a 10 or 15 dollar like quick coffee and a bagel or whatever some fruit juice or something i don't know and then it's like all right 15 bucks like cool let's just go exactly and you're bringing me into my next topic which is and I call them the big three types of first dates, the dinner date, the drink date, or the coffee date for a first date. Yeah. Do you, um, I, I have strong feelings about the, the dinner date and I have a preference of those three um, on, on, on my end, um, but I wanted to know how you feel about those three date types as a first date and which, which you prefer and what style of it do you go for? So I personally am a really big fan of anything that involves food, even if it's mm -hmm. like, like grabbing lunch, or even some drinks and like maybe some like hors d'oeuvres or whatever, some apps. I'm cool with that. But for me to go like to a strict like coffee date, I'm kind of always like, eh, because I don't mm -hmm. actually drink coffee. Mm -hmm. So like I understand and like I see the value in it, even if it's just like a chat in a park or mm -hmm. whatever, just, you know, whatever. Like mm -hmm. I get why people like it and I have, I've done them. Mm -hmm. But personally, I don't like pick them myself because mm -hmm. like I just love like food and anything that can get me some food or maybe a beer or mm -hmm. a glass of wine or something. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. 
Totally. Um, I've always felt like coffee, maybe it's just, you know, working in tech, having to work remote sometimes, it just felt too much like a business meeting. The last yeah. time I met somebody for coffee, it was my realtor to, to buy a ha- like to buy my house. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, that would be hard for me, but I also at the same time work nine to five. So it was, um, I was never a fan of like the coffee date, but I know people who maybe have irregular schedules. Like if you're a, a night nurse, maybe coffee dates are ideal. Yeah. Thing. yeah, it's definitely one of those like, different strokes for different folks type mm-hmm. things and I think you know people just be like upfront and honest in terms of what they're looking for and in terms of what works for them in terms of a first date communicate and if the person and you don't align on those views then you know totally. somebody else will totally and so so you mentioned like light bites and um light bites and drinks and things like that so sounds like not like the full-blown dinner date like sit down dinner type thing with a you know server but what what kind of like experience do you like in terms of like those foodie experiences or, or drinks in terms of like first dates? I'm a really big fan of, for sure going to like different like tapas style restaurants because mm-hmm. then you get to talk and get an idea of what, what kind of foods they like to eat, what kind of foods do you like to eat, and you get to try like little bites and many different things. So it gives you like a more interactive experience versus like sitting there and reading through like a four page like pamphlet mm-hmm. and you're like scrolling, 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 and then you pick like the $40 entree, they picked the $40 entree, and you're like off the rip before you guys even know if you even like each other, you're you're at 80 right then and there. Mm-hmm. So like the date can go well or it can go bad, and then the person will be like, damn, I spent $180, I spent whatever, and now like they didn't agree to the second date, and now they're like all angry and they're all pissed, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, just remove some of that pressure. So usually that kind of eases things a little bit, but obviously it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Totally, and there's some dates people walk into where you know within the first 10 minutes that this person is not it you could be talking to them on a dating app for i don't know like two weeks and things will seem great and just something about the in-person presence like have you ever had have you ever had that happen like five ten minutes in 100 percent um 100 percent because um a lot of people it's kind of like the conundrum yeah because they'll be dynamic on the dating app so funny so witty so energetic and lively and in person it's just like maybe the vibe's just not there mm-hmm. or some people it's just like the chemistry is just not the same and vice versa and i've definitely had that happen and you know just kind of like got to see it through the best you can and of course you know just probably not ask them out again um and that kind of brings up the whole like oh well if you don't reach out after the date is it like ghosting but um, if they don't reach out to you and you don't really reach out to them, it's kind of unfair mm-hmm. to say, oh, this person ghosted me because you didn't reach out either. Now, if you're reaching out and communicating and all of a sudden cold turkey one day to like peace, then OK, you've got some, you know, you got some weight there. But if you go on a date, you know, you don't feel it either and they don't feel it. They don't reach out and vice versa. Like you can't really see they ghosted you. Exactly. That's that is a clear cut and dry fizzle. That is. You know, two people go on a date. They're not interested in each other. They don't text each other. I don't think I. I don't. I don't like the idea of like a proactive rejection text to somebody. Uh, yeah, so I, don't I think like it's them. weird. I think it puts things at a net negative, and maybe it's just a, a me ego thing. But it. I feel like it almost like sends the message of oh, this person's just sitting by the phone waiting for me to t- to call them versus like you know they didn't. They might not have liked you either, kind of thing. So I was never a fan of that. Um, unless somebody um, you know asked me on another date, it would be like okay, hey, like I'll, I'll kind of share you know not don't see this as something that could materialize Um, yeah yeah do you think it's okay to cut a date short if you're not attracted to the person um honestly yeah Mm -hmm. um i I definitely think it's important to you know be comfortable and everything on a date and if you're like obviously very uncomfortable and you really don't actively want to be there it's probably going to do more harm than good Mm -hmm. for you to continue to like be in that date because eventually pick up people will pick up on like your energy and your just vibe and things of that nature so honestly it's kind of like 
it's all about kind of how you go about it. Mm -hmm. But if you're really truly not feeling a date and you're, this is one of those I need to go type situations, I mean, ultimately, you, you kind of have to do that. Totally. Have you ever done that or has that ever happened to you? Um, I've never done it personally. Um, I've had dates that I've wanted to end earlier than uh -huh. probably like the earmarked time I went into the date with just because of like different like time constraints or maybe I wasn't really feeling them that much or vice versa. I can kind of sense it wasn't going anywhere, but it hasn't been like a, oh, we ended it after 30 minutes or mm -hmm. something like that. Or after 15 minutes, it's more been like, all right, we were, we've been here for a little bit over an hour, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of get the idea, like it's mm -hmm. not going to really go anywhere. And then you kind of just like end it from there and it's, you just go about your business. But I've never had the ending one abruptly, but I did have one person, um, we were, we were talking on the apps for like three weeks, had FaceTime multiple times mm -hmm. and everything and met up and she had, I think it was one of those like, oh, call me after an mm -hmm. hour and like based on like whatever they say, like I guess the friend will have to stop calling or whatever. Mm -hmm. And her friend had had a, a um, flat tire mm -hmm. and um, she got the phone call. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I need to help my friend with the flat tire. And I was kind of just like, mm, okay. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, hey, like I have AAA. Like, is there anything I can do to help? Like, I'll like go help you maybe. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, we'll figure it out. And once I heard that answer, I was kind of like, okay. The flat and tire. Yeah, I was like, all right. Like once I offered to like go assist, I was like, I have AAA. Like I do have some experience like changing tires. I can help you if need be. Um, and she gave me that, oh, we'll figure it out. Like I want to be there to support her. I was just like, all right, no worries. Left it alone. And we literally never spoke again. Never, never spoke again. Never. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Um, have you ever, um, what is the, I guess this will be, we're not outing you as a, a bad person. What is the craziest lie you've ever told to get out of a date or, um, end, you know, something and you can look, you can look further back. I'm yeah. sure, um, we all grow and mature over, over years. And what yeah. is kind of the, what has been your get out of jail card for dating? Yeah, this is definitely, uh, not great, but I definitely have used the, um, I'm meeting up with like my cousin or meeting mm -hmm. up with like a family member before or things of that nature and or i, I don't use the sick mm -hmm. relative one because personally i'm a like i don't want to like jinx myself and actually mm -hmm. have that relative get sick uh -huh. but like i've definitely met use the oh my dog isn't feeling well or things of that nature which most of the time it is true mm -hmm. however it's kind of like i could like you know continue the date. i mm -hmm. just choose no longer to continue to date and mm -hmm. Whether or not I have like other plans afterwards, or even like I've you know done like two dates in a day type thing, which I honestly I don't recommend because that just drains your social battery mm -hmm. unless you're just like that's down bold for it. too. Like it's tough, but yeah. Yeah, um, how do you feel about the marathon first date? If you know what I'm talking about, that's um, you know you start you start a date, you maybe intend it to be you know the, the regular date, you know two hours or something, and then you yeah. and that person are feeling it, and you continue on with the day or the night. Um, how do you feel about those? Um, I, I'm like, if the connection and vibe is really strong and it's there, like I'm a fan. I actually um, had one of those a couple months back. Mm -hmm. We had gone just to get like uh, wine and some uh, dinner. It was like a very like it was like one of those small like plate type restaurants, and we had gone on that day. And I was like, well, I'm. I told her from the beginning I had my friend's birthday party. And she was like, hey, like, can I come? And she was like, I'm really having a great time tonight. I know your friend's birthday party. Would you mind if I come? And I said, absolutely. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. So we went to that, hung out there at that bar for like two or three hours for the birthday. And then afterwards, like, she even, she even came home. We watched um, some Disney Plus, some Netflix. And then she called an Uber and went home. And we, you know, continue to go on, like, dates from there. So, yeah, it can work. 
awesome um yeah, that, yeah like the marathon i feel like the marathon first date can be like a double-edged sword sometimes you get like so it, it, they can be great and a great way to get to know somebody but sometimes it's like yeah you need to like be able to go home and have a good night's sleep after a date and think about it the next day even if you had a great time like that's just my opinion because sometimes yeah. there's a date high that you get like a, just a and i think that's why a lot of times people say some things they don't mean like we should totally do this and then you know the next day they ghost you it's like what they, it seemed like yeah. they wanted to keep hanging out like it seemed like they were so excited um like i really think like that's why i'm a big fan of you know no saturday first dates like have it okay. on a weekday night because it's a school night so it kind of can help you from like getting ahead of yourself yeah, for me, it's, like, bizarre. Like, kind of, you have your, like, no Saturday first date rule. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I don't like going on dates on Sundays. Like, past, like, 4 o'clock, I feel like on a Sunday, like, I'm just in. I want to be at home mm -hmm. or, be, like, maybe run my little errands, go to the grocery, do some laundry, and just kind of, like, chill and just get ready for the week mentally. Mm -hmm. And especially during, like, football season, I've vehemently, like, written off Sunday dates mm -hmm. exclusively. If mm -hmm. we're not going to get, like, Starbucks or brunch that le uh, like ends by the one o'clock window of games they'll back east like we are not going out i'm watching football from mm -hmm. 1 p.m until the last minute of sunday night football usually around like midnight i'm going to bed so mm -hmm. that's not happening no that to that totally makes sense I, and I never like sunday dates either like sunday i just i get the scaries and whatnot like it's just yeah. i feel like i'm sitting there like oh my god like monday's coming up um but yeah like i've never not really a fan but i do think like brunch counts i think sunday is great when you have yeah. been dating somebody for a little bit and it's like you're more comfortable with each other like maybe mm -hmm. you had a good saturday and it's like let's go grab some brunch kind of thing yeah like i feel like brunch is like really you know great phenomenal you get to like the bottomless you get to like mm -hmm. talk chill it's like good energy good vibes but for me like i was saying you know during football season mm -hmm. it's kind of like that is like my primary focus and that's not fair yeah to the person you're on a date with if you're essentially watching the tv and they're like trying to like make conversation get to know you and you're kind of like oh yeah yeah, yeah so oh, sorry it's mm -hmm. like come on now like if you've been dating somebody exclusively for hella long and they're like into football like you like you are or you have that like a strong established connection then of course you know you can meet up get a bite watch the game but you know mm -hmm. you have to like kind of make, make it to that point first you can't like start there totally and yeah, so fo football season's a few months away. Um, oh, yeah. But one thing that I notice, and I, I think I see it more on Saturdays in Austin um, when uh, uh, the Longhorns play. Yeah. Um, how have you ever used um, you met somebody kind of over watching football? Like if you're out at a bar or anything like that, or um, you know, think like w uh, ways like that where you know kind of that's brought you together with some cool people or any thoughts on that? In terms of like going to like watch parties and yeah, things. Yeah, like watch parties or going to a specific bar that's in, in Austin here. We have some that are dedicated to a specific team. Yeah. Um, yep, where yep, people yep. Um, will go and watch that, watch their team at a certain bar or they'll have, you know, watch parties or like or themed days and, and whatnot. And it just, it's a great place to like meet people and bring people together. Like I think also like Jersey start conversations. Like even if it's someone yeah. who's, you know, the opposing team just like saying like, oh, hey, like, look at like your team lost haha ha. and it's but it still starts a conversation that's fine yeah. um yeah like i've always I loved that time of year yeah i definitely think um for sure depending on like the region and stuff that thing could be like a really great thing to connect people like i know like the longhorns their fan base in the dc area pro it probably isn't as large mm -hmm. as like the other schools in their alumni base but like i know penn state for example has a like monstrous presence in the dc area mm -hmm. there's a lot of penn state grads are almost like freaking everywhere and they have like four or five kind of like Penn State theme bars that I've gone to watch some games with friends and mm -hmm. they always like are meeting people that they even know like obviously went to Penn State and like they've gone out on dates with you know different girls that they've met like at the watch parties and guys that they've met and vice versa and it's kind of like hey it's a great way to connect you have that common shared interest and 
yeah, like people will be walking around and see like somebody wearing like a Penn State hat or a Penn State t-shirt and they'll be like, we are. And then, you know, they always respond like Penn State. And then from there, you just mm-hmm. like strike up convo and just go from there. Totally. Um, and I, th- I think that's so cool because obviously Longhorns are huge um, here in Austin, Texas. But I have friends who went to um, University of Georgia and those guys know how to party. Like I've been to some it, yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. at Greenlight Social. They that they would do. Yeah. Two, yeah, two close friends went to University of Georgia and it's just it is rowdy over there. But it's a great way to meet people, um, especially if you're like the lesser known team in the in the city and, and whatnot. So if you're like moving to a big city, like find out what um, like bars your teams play at. And it's a great way to like meet like-minded people for sure. Yeah, and like that SEC life is a lot different. So uh-huh. I know uh, Texas is going to join them in the next year. I think twenty twenty four is yeah. when it kicks in. So that would be like fantastic, especially when like Bama and Georgia and Florida mm-hmm. and LSU, like the big like the big dogs, like come to town and they go vice versa. You know, strong fan bases, like great opportunity to meet a lot of people and just enjoy yourselves and watch some good football. Totally. Yeah, I've this I lo- like sports bring people together. I think it's a great way to meet people. I think it's a good way to get off the apps in oh, an organic oh, yeah. environment where you've got an excuse to talk to people. And like tailgate and all that, like just naturally just like bumping into people, like camaraderie, some good vibes and it's just like, yeah, like it's a great time. Exactly. Like by default you're surrounded by like minded people, you've got something to talk yeah. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, um yeah, what what was my next question? I'm totally thinking Whoa. Whoa. Um do you have any do you have any questions or any thoughts you want to share on dating topics? Yeah, so uh since you know you've been able to start your platform, welcome to the peasant party. How has dating, you know, impacted you? I know you're not on the apps, but have people, you know, approached you out in public or tried to ask you out or things of that nature because they've seen your presence on the internet? Yeah, so I think that, um and I think you'll have interesting answers to these to this question um or yeah, I think you'll um when I turn it back to you, you'll have some interesting responses okay. as well. So um, I met my significant other through TikTok because of um, my presence. Um, yeah. yeah, probably yeah, it's, uh, four months now. Um, but Buddy is awesome, um, and I think really that kind of started because was you know making TikTok content. I think I came across one of his videos it was like how to make ranch, like homemade ranch, and it was like really funny. And I think I followed followed back or something. Um, and then yeah, as time kind of went on, I, I like love like EDM, like was following this one like artist and then opened the comment section. I saw he'd left a comment and I was like, oh my goodness, like this guy likes, interest. yeah, this, the, the, the guy, the funny ranch guy, like likes the same artist. And so I went and I think I followed on Instagram and things kind of like moved from there. But um, yeah, so it brought me to somebody. Um, but kind of before that though, yeah, it kind of had an interesting impact. I know when I first started, yeah, probably about a year ago today doing TikTok content, I was very much like you know i if i talk about my personal life like i i didn't want to do that on on tiktok like i think i'd seen west elm caleb from the sidelines oh yeah i'd seen kind of you know people that maybe talked about their dating life and then you know two weeks later the the guy would break up with them because he was a focal point in a story and he thought it was weird Um, i also just pictured my close like people maybe that aren't necessarily my friends that know of me maybe sharing videos in in group chats and you know calling them cringy and stuff so i was very much like I don't want to talk about my personal life. I'll talk about dating topics. So I always kept that a little bit removed. But even then, like just having like a public personality like that, especially one that like talks about dating, like ra- it raises red yeah. flags in some people, I think for sure. And I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's the right, like, I think, you know, and I did a survey of, of you know, people's preferences um, with dating around people's jobs. Like there were people that would write in like, I'll never date a nurse again, or I don't date cops, things like that. Like, yeah. I think people have a right to say, you know, no, or, and, you know, maybe not understand, you know, the full scope of what I do. But I definitely, I had one 
it was like summer early summer of last year i had one ghosting that was kind of odd and i think he came across the tiktok profile for sure and was and just ran for the hills but dealt with a little bit of definitely like a little bit of that and i um i wasn't on dating apps and and whatnot like so i all the people i would meet was kind of like through friends so i would bring up the tiktok thing like kind of early yeah uh, so that if it was some sort of deal breaker it they could they could leave before i started to like them basically so that was something and then i think so every now and then i would get like um in like um dms and, and whatnot from people and for me that was just kind of challenging because a lot of times like there's all this information about me out there in the world and it would be somebody from like a private profile just saying hi and it was kind of like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with that like <laughs> yeah kind of have to announce yourself like so uh, a little bit of that and those i would just kind of ignore because it was just like i don't want to you know start a, be in this conversation with a person that i have no idea what they want and you can't really like back out of it so um yeah it kind of affected it in a multitude of ways um in that way how how, how has yeah. it for you uh, uh, definitely uh, some similarities there for sure. I know initially when I first like kind of like, started creating content, I'd have people kind of like message me all the time. And, it, it, you know, it's definitely like flattering and it makes you kind of like feel good about yourself that people like support your content. Not only that, and then of course, you know, they might be interested in you romantically, you know, based on like you making yourself essentially vulnerable to the internet mm -hmm. and, you know, sharing your opinions and things of that nature. But I kind of found it to be like really underwhelming because essentially they're like really far. Mm -hmm. And like living in like you know Virginia, the DC area, and having somebody reaching out to you from like Montana mm -hmm. or like Idaho, you know whatever insert state here, it's kind of like all right, well, I don't plan on like li moving to that area because my career is here, and mm -hmm. vice versa. It's kind of like I will like, I mean, wh what's going to really happen? It's going to be a pen pal, and I know I've had situations where people might recognize me on the platforms, mm -hmm. whether it's on a, like the dating app, they'll be like, oh, you that guy like from, and I'm like, yeah or vice versa in like real life and then they kind of like expect you to be like perfect mm. because they, it's almost like people feel like they've developed that like relationship with you because of social media and they think mm -hmm. they, like they know you and it's kind of like no like you're like a flawed person like just mm -hmm. um, just like me and vice versa and it kind of makes them kind of like almost angry mm -hmm. in a way because it's kind of like the whole like never meet your heroes type thing when people mm -hmm. kind of like have this viewpoint and they put you on this pedestal in a way and then when they meet you they're kind of, it's kind of like disappointing so a lot of people are kind of like angry at that and they might even feel like kind of like they're a lie to mm -hmm. and it's definitely been there's definitely been situations where people have chosen not to go out on dates with me because i have a online presence even though i don't really talk about my dates i, I did initially mm -hmm. i did like i tried to do like little series but i realized it was not going to go anywhere so i kind of like stopped it in the probably november of 2021 Mm -hmm. But people will still say, hey, I don't um, feel comfortable going out with somebody who has an online presence because they might think I'm dating them for content mm -hmm. or they might think that I am going to like tell the stories about them and things of that nature when that's not the case. So I guess different strokes for different folks. Totally. Um, yeah, the, the parasocial relationships are, are, are pretty real there. It's just you know, someone oh, yeah. there's thousands, there's hours and hours of content out there of you talking to the camera, um, especially just because like with tiktok and whatnot like back in the day with like celebrities they played a character now it's like you have people that Everyday are using people. yeah like in, influencers like the, who have kind of really reached celebrity status like people feel like they know them it's just it's it's really it's really interesting that way yeah and a lot of the time people don't even realize like sometimes these influencers are playing essentially characters oh absolutely and, um they'll like troll people or they'll be you know portraying themselves in one way and then in real life their everyday life with their friends their family they're just a completely different person and some people kind of have that hard time differentiating like the two. Oh, hundred percent 
yeah, like we live in an interesting world with social media and how it's affected dating. Oh yeah. Um, what about um, so not dating apps, but using the Instagram DM slide to to meet people or find dates? Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, I definitely did like earlier. Um, definitely a few years back. I really haven't really done it as much as of late. Now, if somebody and I um, match on like a dating app and they have their handle and their thing or vice versa I, you know i've done that like i added them or they oh, they'll add me and vice versa and then we'll connect there mm-hmm. versus like discussing like the apps i mean discussing things on the app mm-hmm. but in terms of just like cold i guess like cold calling somebody mm-hmm. essentially on instagram though no, no, i don't really do that anymore no yeah um yeah i i, I would used to i and i think like before tiktok it was kind of like well, how did this person find me like and i would look sometimes they yeah. wouldn't have like any mutual friends i'm like did like did you click on the geotech because of course people like to start their dm slides with just saying hi it's like if i don't know you you can't just say hi or how are you or something like that it's like state your reason yes i'm a firm believer that if you are doing the instagram dm slide um with a total stranger you need to a have a public profile you need to b announce yourself and how you got there and then what you want yeah i i definitely think there's a, a lot of value there it's definitely to be in it's definitely important to be like upfront and honest like why are you here like mm-hmm. because ultimately like people will message you from like user 8812 and like maybe it could be damn brad pitt on the other side of it it could be like the most attractive man you've ever seen or you know like the best baddie or like hot woman like ever but like if you're just looking at a faceless profile that might that's probably gonna get stuck in your request mm-hmm. people are not really you know gonna be that likely to respond or a lot of people will do the like three or four photos and maybe you know get their attention that way and then it's kind of like all right like i see the game here the window tap is what i call that yeah yeah like i i, I did notice like they the they would always have a profile picture um and it was clearly a profile but it was just it was private so you can't see it and i, I really do think like if you are going to message somebody dm they need to be able to check out the profile without looking like an asshole like the second they follow back it's like you know they and they don't message you you know they've seen it and like oh, you yeah. kind of have to give that person the out because no one wants to be an asshole. Yeah, you should definitely give them the uh, available information they need in order to like kind of make their decision. You know, people are going to check out some pictures, get like a baseline, surface level kind of like idea of who you are, like what you're into, what's your vibe, and then from there they can I guess decide if they want to pursue or not. But if you don't give them much to work with, it might not always work out in your favor. Exactly, kind of like how a dating app, uh, everyone has equal amount of in- equal information clause is what I'll call it. You have the same amount of information about them that they have about you. I think mm-hmm. the same should go for Instagram DM slides. Yeah, that um, you, that's an interesting point you brought up because I know for that, it's kind of like everyone I know like on Hinge can only do what five or six pictures mm-hmm. and three prompts and maybe like a video or something, a voice note, but like there's definitely a huge discrepancy in terms of what like women will put on their profiles versus what men will put because i've noticed women are more much more likely to be very detailed and very thorough in terms of their prompts and there are like green flags and maybe red Mm -hmm. flags and tv shows hobbies x y and z whereas like a lot of like my like guy friends will like kind of be chatting and they'll have like one or two sentences and like they're like prompt and they're like all right well whatever like i'll meet them when i meet them and women's like profiles are like a 50 page book and dudes and the guys are like maybe like a hotel like brochure or something exactly um that's what i've been told um is just you know women's dating profiles it's just it's too many words too many words or it's like i want a guy who makes a plan and goes to a restaurant makes reservations and i think that's why a lot of guys will write you know i'm looking for someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously because they look on there they're like ah this is scary 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the whole, um, like, the only, the best way to ask me out was to ask. And, like, um, it's, like, funny because I'm sure, like, those people actually do get the messages from, like, the dudes who, like, really don't kind of care. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, so, like, what are you doing next Thursday? And it's like, they just never respond. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, didn't you tell them to ask you out? And exactly. It, it's kind of like, I feel like people just kind of, like, copy-paste, copy-paste, like, with some of their prompts mm-hmm. and their answers. And it's kind of like, it's just like a game at this point. Oh, totally. And I, I one thing I've learned, it's like, everyone's profiles are, are the same. And no one, even, no one really gets together and says, oh, our profiles are going to look like this. It's just what, I think, what people think they're, the person they're reaching out to wants versus what they actually why yeah. I think there's kind of some discrepancy there because I always thought like guy dating app profiles looked like they were trying to rush a frat. It was like <laughs> you look like you're trying to make some friends. It's like no, think of what women like. It's like um, they'll, they'll do like a lot of times guys will have like the um, they would have the you know tell it create like a crazy the crazy story prompt or a crazy travel story and then they tell a story yeah. about how they got mugged. I don't yeah. like cool. I'm not gonna be safe with you or like oh yeah like you know. Um, got into you know business with like the mob when i was studying abroad like okay cool that's kind of scary like it's like yeah that's a great story to tell other dudes um but like for women who are like concerned about safety like maybe choose something else yeah yeah definitely i feel like a lot of people kind of um take kind of like the prompts like really literally and Mm -hmm. i'm it's they're supposed to be like kind of fun Mm -hmm. and i know for me like personally on my page it's like things i go crazy for and i'll be like Oh, like things, all things London related. I love that city or golden retrievers. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a golden or like maybe like my favorite TV shows, you know, so things people, they feel the same or they're, they're really into like Disney Channel original movies or DCOMs mm-hmm. like, oh, like I get that a lot. Oh, like what's your favorite DCOM or what are your top five? And mm-hmm. it's like an instant like conversation starter and like it's just like it's off to the races. You can just like talk and then eventually it's like, hey, like, would you like to go get drinks sometime or discuss you know like whatever and maybe one day down the line once we know each other maybe we can do a disney movie and like get dinner and they're like down i love that and that that also brings in a lot of what i call like show not tell because so many people in their dating apps you know what are you looking for trust caring kind we all want that nobody doesn't want that it's like i want an asshole who's gonna cheat on me who's gonna manipulate me gaslight me steal my money it's like who who like is anyone actually ever looking for that does it just happen exactly or it's like i want someone who brings me peace what does peace look like to you like you know i think you know for some people like i don't like my boyfriend for example likes a lot of like stand-up comedy like you know very like niche comedians and stuff like yeah maybe peace for him is like oh like i have interest in that too and i don't say oh that's weird change the channel or something like that (laughs) like say like show not tell like like yeah like you said like disney D, like disney channel original movies versus saying like oh like you know i love to just you know chill and watch tv on the couch like that kind of thing it's like what are you watching oh, exactly shows what shows okay mm-hmm. like let's get to like let's get to the bases here and like give people something to work with you know mm-hmm. totally how many pictures is your lovely golden retriever charlie in in your profile oh god uh let me see i to pull this out not and many. What's the percentage of time that that is the picture people swipe on? Um, almost ninety nine and a half percent, ninety nine point nine. I would even say higher than that, ninety nine point five. Uh, young Mister Charlie is in two. Nice. My first because it was the p- first picture we took the day I brought him home. Uh huh. And the second picture is um the day he passed from puppy training school, which was my former uh, profile picture and essentially the best day of my life because we worked hard to get him there. That is a great picture. God. Women love golden retrievers. Uh, Yeah. It's funny, though. Um, 
I actually will get like a lot of matches and they'll be like, oh, what's his name? Even though it's in my profile, it does yeah. say Charlie. And they'll be like, oh, well, like, what's his name? I'll respond Charlie. And then like the conversation is just like done. Uh, so it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe I'll make Charlie a dating profile. If you guys like just want to like date Charlie, like I'm not that bad of a person myself. I promise you. <laughs> nice. And how, how soon do they meet Charlie? Um, Usually, oh, goodness, a lot of probably the third, fourth date. Makes sense. Because Charlie, he, he's, like, a really socially, like, anxious dog. So he doesn't really enjoy, like, restaurants too much because it's just, like, so much going on and things mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, I've brought him out on, like, one or two first dates where we've gone to, like, a park or we've done, like, a little picnic. And so he's able to, like, play with his toys and run around and, like, have fun. But a lot of people, in terms of meeting him, usually that won't be until, like, they come over for the first time whenever that uh, happens. Nice. Nice. Um, and, wow, that flew by. Time we flies. are up on time, and I think since Owen is in Austin uh, for a trip, I think we're probably going to go and enjoy ourselves down here on East 6th Street. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, can't recommend it enough. Uh, if you ever visit Austin, and I'm so excited to be posting this, we'll be pulling some clips, putting them on the TikTok, um, and stay tuned for the next episode. Um, we're like yeah. probably going to keep a similar format, but um, listener feedback is so, so, so appreciated because... Um, I want to make a show that people like and want to listen to and brings value. So Absolutely. thank you for listening if you've gotten this far. And thank you, Owen, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to enjoying a beautiful Austin, Texas, and can't wait to have some fun. Love it. Let's go get a beer. Thanks, everyone, over and out.